What is going on, guys? My name is Mac, and across from me, virtually, lifelong friend basketball connoisseur Garrett Allen. It feels weird, man. It feels weird to be sitting here doing it virtual, even though we did it for what twelve episodes in a row or so, Maybe something. Maybe more than that, even. Yeah, is a is a good little bit there that we did virtually, and now we're back again. Yeah, we're back. We're back virtual, and you know. I was feeling comfortable doing it virtually, but now I feel a little uncomfy. Like, it just feels it feels off. It feels different. I don't like it. I like being in person. I like being in yeah, the press I'm big, box. I'm a big fan of the press box in-person vibes. But, you know, the snow held us off this week. Yeah, we've it got... It snowed Kentucky. What is everybody. this, dude? Like 19 inches, probably? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Minus about 15. Right? It's probably about four. Yeah, it's probably spots. about four inches. I'd say it's about four inches. More than I thought. It it was coming down for like five hours straight. Yeah, I don't have a ruler out there, so like I don't know, but it, it's probably yeah, I mean, about I'm not four. Go out there and measure it. I'm not oh no, I didn't. Up. Just a guess, dude. No, not at all. Um, but yeah, let's just jump right into the trivia questions, right? Are you ready? Just gonna um, spring it on you right now. Yeah, dude. All right, dude, yeah, you, spring it on me. I'm just yeah, gonna throw it at you, it. all right? Again, I told him before, uh, listeners, that these are gonna be a little harder than they have been. But we we got to trend that way. All right, we gotta we gotta make it challenging. We can't um, have layups all the time. Real quick. Okay. Can you uh can we get it a can we get an overall here? Uh, can we get a standing? Oh. So I'm at four and three, and you are at two and two. Wait, really? Um, in the standings, yes. Because. You've asked me twice, and I've only asked you once. No, bro, did... I should be three and one. No, you're one and no, two. No, I'm three and two. I'm three and two because I won trivia. That gave me that I won the trivia with Krob. No, yeah, that made you. You were one and two because I only no, asked. You and then once. remember, no, remember, you gave me a question at the end of the podcast, and I said, "Hey, can I count this as right on my?" Uh... Oh, okay. Remember? Technicality. You caught me on it. I, I've, I, have, I have adjusted it, okay? All right, dude. Hey, I'm not trying to get cheated, bro. All right. Yes, I'm at four and three, and you're at three and two. Yes. Those are the standings right now. Nice. Okay, cool. That third loss on the record really hurt my pride with the big trivia match. Really, yeah. really stung uh, deep. So I've got – I could potentially be six and two right now. Oh, yeah. We'll Ooh. see what you got here. All right. All right. Question number one. Who was the head coach of the Raptors before Dwayne Casey? Ooh. It, I will say it's somebody I had never heard of before. Oh, and dude. And they were coached coach from 2009 to 2011. Hmm. Bro, I'm going to keep it a buck with you, man. I have no clue. I do know, like, a good amount of coaches. Like, I do know Lenny Wilkins coached for him. I know Sam Mitchell coached for him. Yep, he was 04 to 08. I almost asked who was one of the two coaches before Dwayne Casey, but that could have been, like, a super long list instead of just the two that happened to be, like, right before him, right? Yeah. I could have worded um, differently, but... I do know... Uh, there's a guy named like Jay. It's not like Jay. Man, I want to say it's like Jay. Jay. I don't. It's no. It's like it's like Jay Triamani or something. Jay. Tri oh man. I'm gonna go with Jay Trian Tri Triamino. Jay Triamino. It's Jay Triano. Oh, dude, come on. You got to give it to me, bro. <laughs> that name's so hard. You got to give it to me. I feel like we have, might have to put this to the vote, to a vote on the, uh, on the Twitter. Okay, dude. All right, all right. I all can't right. be, I can't, I, I got to be, we got to be technical here. We can't have just these lying around. Okay, all right. Fair enough. Remind, I will. Remember to tweet a poll out with the episode tomorrow. Hey, respect for knowing them, though. Yeah, I I thought you were not going to have it, but then you named the Sam Sam Mitchell. Like, okay, he might he might narrow this down here. That was impressive. Good on you. All right, you ready for the second one? Yeah, hit me with it. Who won the MVP in two thousand and nine? 
Oh, wow. So what? Oh, dude, it wasn't Derrick Rose, right? Derrick Rose. He was a rookie. I think in 09. Oh, wait, 09 was his rookie. It's got to be either Kobe or LeBron, right? Like, did Tim Duncan ever even win an MVP? If he didn't, he should have. But I'm not as positive he did. Yeah, he did. He won one. I think in the Uh, 2009. Man, like, I want to say Kobe because 2009 was the year they went to the finals along with 08, 09, and 2010, but. What do you got right here, dude? No, I'm going LeBron. It just feels That's right. Correct. That's correct. Yeah, I knew he won. I knew he it won is. one around that time. It is LeBron James. I just didn't know. D Rose was like 2011. Right? Yes, he was. 2010 was maybe Kobe. Mm-hmm. Kobe won like four of them things, didn't he? No, that was probably Andrew Bynum in 2010. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that's right. Uh, now this one, this is gonna be a tough one right here. Oh no. Who won the Defensive Player of the Year award in 2014? 2014 EPLY. Mm-hmm. Now, around that time, I will say it was really, really, uh, it was a weird time because Mark Gasol won DPOY one year, but didn't make the NBA All Defensive First Team. Yeah, that was like 2012 or 2013, right? That that happened? Or was that later than that? See, I don't know. I think it was around then. But I do remember that also, Joe Kim Noah won a DPOY along with... Who else won a DPOY around there? Um... Did Tony Allen ever win a DPOY? No, probably not. Did Sean Marion ever win a DPOY? Um, I know Mark Gasol won one around then, and I know Joe Kim Noah won one around then, but I don't know the years. So I'm gonna have to say, I'm oh, dude, like I want to go Mark Gasol, but I'm damn near positive that 2013 was the year that he uh that he won Defensive Player of the Year, but didn't make the NBA First Defensive Team. But I also do know that in 2014, the Bulls were really, really good because wasn't that the year that, uh, no, that was 2015. Yeah, 2015 is the year that D. Rose was finally back and he hit that buzzer beater. Against Cleveland in game two or game three, one of those games. Ooh, so was Joe Kimonoa before then? Well, Joe Kimonoa was the only other person I know that won a DPOY around then, so I'm just going to go Joe Kimonoa. It's Joakim Noah. Oh, my God. No way, dude. Also, we were correct. Mark Casal was named a depoy in April of 2013. Oh, dude. Okay. So. Now, I want to go I want to go look that up, actually. I want to go look up. Uh, 2015 was, was Kawhi. Okay, so that was like the Kawhi era after that. Yep. Okay. Mark Gasol was the first uh, player in Grizzlies hist- history, the first Spanish man, and the first European to win depoy. Nice. So fun fact, fun fact right there. So look nice. at you. Oof. You are now five and two with a with a potential six and two, depending on how the fans are feeling. Didn't Tyson Chandler win one too? Hmm. I think he won it in like 2011 or 2012. I'll look it up real quick. Uh. 2011 was Dwight Howard. 2012 Tyson was yeah 2012 Tyson, 12 Tyson Why are you on these? Why are you on the deep so hard right now? I because I like big men, bro, and big men usually win DPOY. Fact that is a fact. All right, so essentially, got big respect how the rest for this episode is going to go is we're going to talk shop NBA real quick. Obviously, we have COVID to deal with, right? But uh, there's still some stuff to talk about, so uh, we'll get into that. And then to finish, we're going to go through me and Mac our top five favorite players, like. Our personal top five favorite players, not like a mix of the like, not not a podcast top five. So I don't think we could agree on that many or any at all. No, probably. not at all. There's no way. Mm. There's no way. Mm. Oh, but, uh, Luke is not very good. So wow. Okay, I'll I'll open it up though. 
I'll open it up for the discussion here. Donovan Mitchell, player of the month. How about that, man? How about uh, it? I'm not surprised because Donovan Mitchell is quite the, uh, I, I, I guess I would say stat sheet stuff or like that's, I don't know how else I would describe it. Like he, he's probably averaging what? Do you have his stats pulled up right now? Yeah, he's averaging 25.5 on yeah. the uh, year. 3.9 rebounds, 5.1 assist. Shooting yeah, 45, so 34, 87. He goes through a lot of spurts where he averaged like 30-ish points over like a five to 10 game span. He does that a lot, you know, so I'm not super surprised with that. I have seen a lot of talk, speaking of uh, player of the month, where LeBron has gotten snubbed, allegedly, because uh, he was averaging for the month like 38 and nine or something. Yeah. And then for he got snubbed out of a player of the week, too, where he's averaging like 31 and then double digits and rebounds, I think really close to double digits and assists as well. And didn't get player of the week either. Yeah, well, I just want to say that through the month of December, Donovan Mitchell has not... Hang on, I'm trying to... God, basketball references not being my friend right now. The lowest amount of points he scored in a game was 21 in December. He's a bucket. I'll yeah, just, just going through it, he scored 34... 35, 36, 22, 28, 27, 27, 32, 21, 28, 33, 39. I'm a, I'm a big Donovan Mitchell fan, but the sad truth is that I don't think he'll ever win in Utah. I, I, it, all, it also kind of seems like he performs a little worse in the playoffs, too. Or is that just, is that wrong? No, I don't, I don't think you're wrong. I feel like he, not a huge drop off, but I think he's, I think he's less efficient when the playoffs come around. I think he's uh, – it almost seems like he forces a lot because, like, it's obviously on his shoulders he's the best player on the team, and, like, he puts it puts too much pressure on himself, I would say, I guess. Like, I don't know. It's almost like he doesn't trust the people around him in the playoffs, yeah. kind of. Okay, so, sweet. I'm learning how to use basketball reference. For the month of December, Donovan Mitchell averaged 30 points a game – Yep. Three turnovers a game. It's not terrible. A steal and a half, mm-hmm. five assists, three and a half rebounds, shot 50% from the field, 37% from three, and 87% from the line. Solid. Real not, close to 50 40. Not even cracking 35 minutes a game. Really? Yeah. That is, that's kind of even more impressive then because he seems like a 40 minute yeah. game guy. Especially with how young he is. Yeah, what, he's 25, 26 right now? He is 25, yep. Yep, look at me. 13th overall pick out of, I mean, everybody knows, Quinn's favorite team, Louisville. That's right. He is. He's no Russ Smith, though, you know? That's true. He's no Peyton Siva, either. It is crazy, though, like, to see how that works, because Russ Smith looked a lot better in college than Donovan Mitchell, but obviously the NBA is just not. Are they teammates? Um, maybe a year, but I don't think so. They, even if they were teammates, there was no time period that they were both significant, I don't think. If, if Donovan and Russ played together, Russ would have been a senior and Donovan would have been a freshman. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. So. Yeah, because I think Peyton Siva was what, the 2013 draft class? Yeah, they won the championship that year. Yeah. That Louisville team Kevin had Peyton Siva, Russ Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke Hancock went on the heater. Ooh. Luke Hancock loaded it up. He shot mm. the skin off the pill, dude. Mm. He shot so good in that NCAA tournament. Yeah, he did. Not as good um, as Chris Jenkins, though. Unfortunate. Uh, what? Chris Jenkins, dude, the UConn player. who shot 52% from three throughout the tournament oh. and hit that buzzer beater against North Carolina. That was, that was Villanova. But I know who Villan- you're yeah, I don't know why I said I Connecticut you Villanova like that tournament, and I was like, "What?" Oh no! But no, you meant like okay. I understand now. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, but yeah, Donovan Mitchell's really good. I would like to see him win in Utah, but I just don't think that's. Uh, I don't think that's in the in the cards for them. I'll agree. Also, I think it's going to be really hard for them to replace Mike Conley when the time comes because he is getting up there. Mike Conley is so useful to them. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy to me. 
Uh-oh, speaking of the Jazz, Rudy Gobert, back into the NBA COVID protocols. Oh, man. Don't shut it down again, Rudy. Don't shut it down again, Rudy. Best Mm. defender in NBA history. Shut the whole league down. I don't know how many times I'm going to say that joke, but I'm going to keep saying it. I think you'll say it until you're dead. Yeah. I think that's going to be your joke forever. Probably. Um, You know, somebody uh, put a note down for that we should talk about. Desmond Bain. Okay. What's he doing? I haven't really been noticed. 30th overall pick. Uh, You'll probably be surprised by these stats here. Points. 17.4 per game. 4.4 rebounds per game. 2.3 assists per game. Shooting 47, 41, 90. Mm -hmm. So very close to 50, 40, 90 club. Wow. Like I I knew he was stepping it. I knew he was stepping it up for Memphis this year. Mm-hmm. But I had no clue it was this much. Like I seen, I seen Kenny Beecham, King of the Fourth Quarter. Shout out to him. Shout out through the wire. Um, he tweeted one night. He was like, "Desmond Bain is the real deal." And I was like, "Really? Let me go see." And I think it was a game where he had like twenty six or twenty seven. And I thought, you know, yeah, you know, he's just he's cooking. But it seems he's doing that throughout the entire season. So that's really cool. Yeah, I I don't know if he was playing like necessarily bad. To start the season, but it really looks like he started to come on since about mid-November, I think. Like, it's when he really started. Yeah, I mean, he's averaging a par 36 of 21 points a game. That's pretty good. Yeah, he's been, he's been big balling. Yeah. But, yeah, I just think the Grizzlies might have found a steal here. I think he was drafted 30th overall last year. So, he's not a rookie. He's a sophomore, I think. That but, is correct. And he said... uh I saw I actually saw a quote today about him that or a quote from him today that said he'll never forget all the people that passed on him. Oh. Cuz he said everybody had 4 years to watch him, so nobody should be surprised that this is what he can do. So. Yeah, a 23-year-old sophomore though, that's kind of a red flag. You know, you, you, yeah, you <laughs> you really want to get all your players into the league by at least, you know, age 20. Mm-hmm. Maybe 21. But yep. I mean, who cares? You know, he's doing well. He's, I mean, he's doing good for himself. He's helping the Grizzlies win a lot of basketball games because they are, what, fourth in the West right now? Yeah, something like that. And that's like the Grizzlies always needed another piece. Like, it couldn't just be John, Jaron Jackson. And Dylan Brooks is not like a big three guy. I'm not saying Desmond Bain isn't, but I don't think we know all the way yet. He might be because it's starting to look that way. Yeah. And it also doesn't help that – um Brandon Clark didn't really pan out to be what everybody thought he was going to be. Yeah, it was kind of disappointing, to be honest, because I thought he would be almost like a Brandon Bass type guy. Nothing crazy, but could get you like 10 and 8-ish off the bench, but it's just not it's just not that way, you know? Yeah. Like he's just not, I don't know. Hadn't had worked out, but that's how the NBA is. Happens. Yep, that is um, true. Just keep Happens. on the Grizzlies. Uh, do you think Ja... Deserves to be in the MVP conversation. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I, t- I talked about it last week, dude. John Morant is an MVP caliber player. There is no doubt about it. We're going into his third season, which is crazy to think about. It seems like just yesterday we were sitting in that apartment in Murray watching him get drafted. Um, And he just, I mean, he's killing it. I mean, he's gotten better every single year. He's averaging 25, 6, and 7 on the year right now. Shooting 49% from the field, 40% from three, which is really good for him because he's not a good three-point shooter. So to see him working on his jumper really is just super cool to see. I mean, he's he's hungry to get better. He's hungry to just have zero weaknesses in his game. And I think sky's the limit and his knees are the limit. You know, if his knees can hold up Absolutely. how he jumps and lands, then... More power to him. Yeah, he's gonna be he's going to be the real deal. He's a top. He's a top five point guard in the league right now. Zero doubt in my mind. Absolutely. Uh, so you think if he actually let's talk about him right now versus real quick, him right now versus MVP Derrick Rose. You think you think Jaw's better than that right now? Huh. Like overall. To be honest, when Derrick Rose won MVP, that was when I was just starting to watch basketball. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know. I do know Derrick Rose MVP season was a legitimate animal. Like, yep. he was in a breed of his own. Let me go look at Derrick Rose's stats. Yeah, I was just going to say, just off the, like, what I know about both, because I'm like you, we were both kind of young then, what, we are 10, 
11 yeah. when that happened. So probably not going to remember much of it anyways. But regardless, Derrick Rose was not a, really a shooter. And Jaw has improved that so much. I'm sure their numbers are not that far off, stat-wise. like stat wise. So I feel like yeah. the shooting is the differentiator, honestly. 25, 4, and 8. 20, well, 25, 8, and 4, if you can't assist first for a point guard. 25, yeah. 8, and 4, compared to Jaw's 25, 6, and 7. Or, I guess, technically 7 and 6. It's always weird how they, if they're talking about a big man, they list rebounds right after the points. Mm-hmm. But if they're talking about a guard, yep. they list the assists after the points. It's yep. like there needs to be a unified, a uniform way of talking about stats. I like going points, rebounds, assists. That's how I, I do too. Like to read it. Yeah, me too. But 25, oh. 6, and 7 for Jaw. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not far off. But we're also in different times of the league right now. Mm-hmm. Like, unfortunately, it's really not that rare to see somebody average something like 25, 4, and 7 that Derrick Rose, Rose was averaging. Not now. And I think the MVP back then was... I don't know. It seems more stats oriented now, right? Yeah. Like Derrick Rose won MVP, not based necessarily off of stats, but also that he got the Bulls to sixty wins. Like, yeah. I agree. Like, with obviously, because Russell Westbrook, I'm not saying he shouldn't have won MVP when he had the triple double, but his what they won like forty two games that year. Mm-hmm. So it's obvious. Like, but I think it's probably how it should be. I guess because it is most valuable, and if they didn't have Thunder didn't have Russ that year, they probably would have won like fifteen games. So I mean, it makes sense. But it is just different. Like, I don't yeah. know. I feel like there's so many players that average 20 to 25 now. Yeah, there compared are. Compared to back then. And I um, mean, that's something we can actually go look at right now. That is some points you per game look at it right now on the season. Um, so currently, never mind. I thought I, I thought I could do it. It's not going to show you? It's not going to show me. I thought I could do it. I'm sorry. Wait. Well, that's stupid. I'll take it back. Oh. Take it back. Sorry, 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 sorry. I forgot you didn't know how to work basketball reference. So, points per game. There are nine players averaging above 25 points a game. Kevin Durant is at an even 30. Trey Young is at 28.4. Giannis is at damn near 28. DeMar DeRozan is at damn near 27. Steph Curry is at damn near 27. Zach Levine is at 26.3. Nikola Jokic is at 25.7. Donovan Mitchell is at 25.5. Jason Tatum is at 25.4. I did not know Jason Tatum was averaging 25 this year. I feel like every time I happen to... Uh, Having an off game follow, every time I watch. Yeah, that's what, Every time I like fall upon the Celtics box score, he has not played well, and Jalen Brown is the one who's playing well. Yeah. He had a 50-burger the other night, by the way. Fun yeah. fact. Mm-hmm. That was pretty impressive. Not that shocking, though. I feel like Jalen Brown is somebody that kind of... Like, you could see doing that, because he's, yeah. I don't know. Something else that's kind of crazy, Tyler Hero is the 20th top scorer in the league. Really? Yeah. Off the bench. Off the bench. Hey, who do you think would have won that fight, Nurkic or Tyler Hero? Oh, Nurkic, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Nurkic is from Bosnia, bro. They do not mess around over there. Also, he's like twice his size, Yeah, probably. I mean, not height-wise, but I'm sure he weighs two Tyler Heroes. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Absolutely. But back to the jaw question. I agree. I think he should be in the conversation. I don't think he'll win it. I think it'll probably be Steph because the Warriors have just been that nuts still. Yeah. And it is obviously all on Steph. But, yeah, I think he should be in the conversation. I think he'll be in the conversation for a long time, assuming he stays healthy. So, yeah. Um, fair to assume. Very you know fair what, to it, assume. You know what assuming gets you, though? That's true. Be, Makes an R out of you and me. That's right. That's right. Um, All right. So, boy, what were you gonna say? Well, I was just gonna go on to the next thing. Uh, but if you got something, let's hear it. Oh no 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 let's no. Hit no, it. no no next thing. Let's get it. Okay. Do you think the Bulls will hang on to the first seed for the rest of the year? Yes. Okay. I, I think I think without a doubt I think they're hitting their stride, and mm-hmm. I think there is no slowing down. I think they're just gonna snowball into a better and better and better team. I agree. I think that maybe they'll drop it to the Nets every, every like a couple times. But I think at the end of the year, when it's all said and done, I think they'll hold it by four or five games. Yep, I agree. Like I just don't see, I just don't see how they're gonna fall off at this point. Now I really don't know what I think about them in the playoffs. 
obviously I don't see why they'd fall like why why they why they would fall apart. But I mean, you never know with these teams, right? Yeah, because because the Hawks, obviously the 2015 Hawks, is a different story. They weren't that like on paper they aren't that good of a team, right? It's just like they just happen to win 60 games. Yeah, but still like. There's a lot of teams like that that'll win a lot of games and then playoff time they just fold so fast. So hey, I hope um, the Bulls don't. I want to tell you something. I'm ready. Actually, I want to ask you something. Do you know uh, who the fourth lowest scorer is in points per game in the NBA right now? And the I assume there's some like sort of qualifying here, like they've had to play a certain number of games or a certain amount of total minutes or whatever. Someone who okay. regularly plays that is fourth least in points per game in the NBA. Josh Okogie. Nope. That's a good guess. I don't care what you're, is. you're uh You're thinking on the right path, just not the right place. If you know what okay. I mean. Give me a second here. My immediate thought goes to Matisse Thibel, but I know oh. he's averaging more than that. And yeah, no. he's probably averaging like seven or eight. So he's averaging five point five, I think. What's this person averaging points wise? Three point oh. Oh, this is higher than I thought. I thought you were gonna say like one point eight or something. No. Um three point oh. Come on, you're overthinking it. Probably. I can't get it. Malachi Flynn. Really? Yep. That's disgusting. Fourth worst score. Nick Nurse killed him. And he to think up. the kid averaged like 18 points a game over like a 10-game stretch last year. To think when we talked about the Raptors, we talked about how important Malachi Flynn was to the Raptors. Success. Yep. And yep. here we are, and he doesn't play. <laughs> yep. Consistently, that's... at least. Hey, you know, um, that's just how it is, though. Way of the road, man. It's the way of the road. Way of the road. All right. Here's another question for you. It's my last question. Then we got a we got a couple more talking points. That'll be quick ones. And then we can get into the players that we our favorite players, you know. All okay. right. Will the Timberwolves stay in the playoff hunt or will they fall off? I think they are sitting at eight right now. In the West. Man. They're at nine right now. Nine. Like I don't want a dog on your team by any means. I'm not going to be nice about it. I think the health and safety protocol is helping them. Unlike how it is hurting most other teams. I think they're pulling wins together. Regardless if they have like a solid roster or not, if they have their normal roster, that's beside the point. But just what I'm saying is I feel like the teams they're facing are extremely dismantled YMCA teams. And they're just putting it together better than than other teams when it comes to filling in players. Now, I don't know who all's been in health and safety protocol uh, for the Timberwolves. I think Cat is his first game back tonight. No, okay. that's not right. He played two nights ago, maybe. Regardless, they didn't have Cat or D'Lo or Ant for like three or four games, I don't think. I think they didn't have all three of them for one or two, and then Ant came back, and then D'Lo was out another one, and then Cat was out another one after that. And they lost, like, five games, I think, because without no, all the three most of them, part, they're worthless. For the most part, they've been pretty healthy. Yeah, there's been no injuries, at least. I think D'Lo had an ankle injury, like, ten games in, but he's only out, yeah. like, four games I at think the time. They're, like, that wasn't I think they're receiving the more positive end of this health and safety protocol nonsense. Absolutely. So I just think that that alone is helping them win games because they have somewhat of a normal roster. Yep. So uh, th- in in short, no, I don't think so. I think they'll drop. I think that they'll hang on specifically because the only team I could see taking them over would be Portland. Like, I don't think San Antonio's getting any better, and I don't think Sacramento's going to get any better. Like, I don't think they're going to get any closer to Minnesota in win percentage. I think Portland is the only team that actually has the talent to get hot and push their way in. You know? I don't, I don't know, think man. I think, I think Portland's pretty far gone at this point. Got to look out for them boys at Chesapeake Bay Energy Arena. Whatever their clips or whatever their arena's called. The Thunder? Yeah. You could, but they beat them last night, and they're playing them again tonight, so we'll see. 
But they got the they just... got Alexi Pokushevsky, they got Luke Wentz, oh. Dort, they got Shea, they got Josh Giddyup. Giddy up, dude. They got Mike that? Muscala. Hey, youngest player in, in NBA history to notch triple double, age wise. Yep. Josh mm-hmm. Giddy. Beat LaMelo's record. I can't say I'm surprised though. Like that's his game. He's not a huge point scorer, but he's very efficient in every category. Like that's how all of his stat lines look. So I'm not really surprised by that at all. Um, yeah, I think the Timberwolves at the best would finish eighth at this point. But that, that means that the Clippers fair. and Nuggets would have to fall off. And I don't think that'll happen, honestly. Nuggets, uh, the Nuggets have fell about as far as they're going to fall. I think they're going to start getting better. Jamal Murray's got to come back at some point, right? Yep. Or was it, when was his injury? I can't even remember anymore. Like, That's was it playoff time question. or was it before playoffs last Might year? have been playoff time. Uh, he's been, like, working out, dunking and all that. So he's really close, obviously, right? Like, I don't think he's far. Yeah. Um, but It just sucks that they yeah. don't have Jamal Murray or Michael Porter Jr. And MPJ is just done for the year. So yeah. they're definitely not. That's going to hurt. But regardless, I think Minnesota will stay, but it's not going to surprise anybody if they don't, right? Nobody would be surprised if the Timberwolves fell off at the end, at the end of it all. So um, while you're looking that up on Jamal Murray. He go got this. the update that he started his recovery was July 22nd, 2021. So I don't think he'll be back for the playoffs. If he is, it's a miracle. He's been He's been working out hard, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, we will see. I mean, I hope he comes back. I think I saw him throw himself a hoop, an hoop the other day. Really? So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, somebody might have to check me on that, but I'm almost positive I did. So, uh, Here's something for you. Two little all-star voting talking points for you. And then we can get into the lists. Kyrie Irving, who has played one game, has more all-star votes than Fred Van Vliet and Darius Garland oh, combined. Oh, come on. Combined. Come on, bro. Like, I get it, yo. Kyrie got the short end of the stick. He got shafted. I mean, I respect him hella for standing up, not folding, you know, standing up for what he believes. All that good stuff. But at the same time, you've got Fred Van Vliet, who's having a career year on un godly good shooting spurts and you have Darius Garland who nobody thought was going to be as good as he is this quick they deserve and Darius Garland is on like the fourth seed right yeah, he's also the best player on the Cavs at this point like he he does not have his backcourt running mate and he lost his other like backcourt running mate right so it's just him yeah like who who's he with now right Jared Allen he is Chetty exactly. Osman Oh, Chetty. Uh, Chetty might not even. Oh, wait. Yeah, Chetty's Rondo, out. Dude. Oh. Just kidding. I wouldn't want. That's Rondo. true. I wouldn't want 36 year old Rondo to be my. Bro, Rondo is not 36. Guy. He's How 35. He? Okay. <laughs> Get out of here, dude. Uh, but yeah, I think that's bogus. I think that, like. Because All Stars all fan, right? No. Okay. It's the half fan, half GMs, I believe. Regardless, I don't care what it is. Whoever is voting for Kyrie, just because they, I, I don't, I don't understand like that, right? He hasn't played. Like obviously, if he's playing and you like him, yeah, vote for him. Like if obviously, he's, he's like, one of the best point guards in the league, but he's played one game. Like, yeah, he doesn't deserve it at yeah. all. At all, Darius Garland deserves it in my eyes. Fred VanVleet deserves it in my eyes. Fred Van Vliet deserves nothing. I'm just kidding. I love Fred. I didn't know he was shooting that well this year. Yeah. 41% uh, from three. Now, here's another one that might be even worse than the Kyrie one. Carmelo Anthony has more all-star votes than Damian Lillard. Hey, Donovan shout out to Mitchell. him. Damian Lillard is playing like buns. Yeah. Uh, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. More importantly, not the Damian Lillard, Bear. but... The fact that he has more votes than Donovan Mitchell is sickening. Yeah, I think Donovan Mitchell is criminally underrated because he plays in Utah and they're so uh-huh. like they're so stretched. They have so much depth along the roster. Yep. I don't think people are really realizing because I'm not gonna lie, I didn't realize he was playing that well until I, you know, looked into it. But yeah, dude, he's playing 
He's playing at, I don't want to say an MVP caliber player, but he's just below an MVP caliber player. I would say for the month of December, he was an MVP caliber. Yeah, I agree. At those, at, like his December stats, 100% MVP caliber player. 100%. Oh, yeah. Which, I mean, Dame's November stats were the same way. Yeah. No, never mind, never mind. We talked about last week. His first half of December stats were that way. Yeah. So, but yeah, I don't get it. I just don't get, like, why these people vote that way in all-star I, I, I don't know yeah but you've got the raptors who are currently on a four-game win streak they're back they're back in the seventh seed aka they're gonna lose their next game and go back to 500 yeah probably but they got a chance they got a chance to lock in the playoffs and if they do i think fred van vliet 100 percent deserves a bid into the all-star team I think Fred deserves a bit anyways. In the East, I mean, come on. And to be quite honest with you, to be quite honest with you, OG Ananobi is kind of looking like he deserves it too. He's right on the cusp. It's just so loaded in forwards now. Yeah. In the East. I agree. He he is close though. He is very close to being like right at an all-star player. The level of, I don't even know what to call it, the level of consistency among the Toronto roster. You've got Fred, who's averaging 21. You've got Gary Trent, who's averaging 16, almost 17. You've got Scotty Barnes, who's averaging 15. You've got OG Ananobi, who's averaging 19. And you have Pascal, who's averaging 20. The Toronto Toronto Raptors are... The starters account for around 90 points a game. That's nuts. Listen, if Toronto can get their bench figured out by April, then the East is going to be in some trouble, I think. I agree. I, I genuinely believe that the, if Toronto can get their bench figured out and Nick Nurse can game plan it correctly, that Toronto will upset somebody in a playoff series 100%. Yep, I so, agree. Because they've been looking to get back into that conversation ever since Kawhi left, and I think this is the year that it was supposed to be them back, but now with the bench troubles, it's kind of – kind of up in the air what they're going to be, right? Yeah. Nobody really knows what's going to be when it comes to playoff time. So, um, yeah, you got anything else? You want to get into the list here? I'm down to get into the list. All right, you want to go, you want to trade like we usually do, or you want to rattle them all off? Since uh, it's a little different. We can alternate. Okay. Fine with me. I'm cool with You give me yours first. Give me your number one. Okay. I mean, I think you know who my number one is. I got I the I jersey. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've loved this dude ever since he came into the league. Yep. It's Luka Doncic. Favorite player. He's just so well-rounded. He's so crafty. He's, he's so slow, but at the same time, so fast. And it's, he, it's just a beauty to watch. Watching him play the game of basketball at such a young age and already be so smart and have, like, this veteran-esque way and like veteran veteran-esque presence to his team in the locker room it's outstanding and yeah there's just i don't know what else to say i mean you gotta think i can't wait we can't wait till like his game is actually like all the way defined right he still has some areas he can improve in like he's not close to his prime so i think it's gonna be very awesome to watch when he finally gets it all put together right i agree like Giannis, for example. Giannis was good for a long time, but now it seems like he's on a different level. It seems like he's finally got everything where it needs to be. Yeah. Ooh. So. How about we make this a little game? How about we try to guess? Okay. So you probably would have gotten mine with Luca. Yeah. It was um, Luca or Fred, for yeah. sure. Um, I think your number one is D'Angelo Russell. Absolutely it is. I've loved watching D'Angelo ever since uh, – his freshman year at Ohio State NCAA tournament. I was watching that those games in accounting class in the afternoon slot, and I started watching him. I just love the way he plays. I just I don't know. I just like what he brings to the floor and his team when he's on the floor. So I don't know. It's just something about him, man. He he's kind of like Luca too, where he kind of makes you move it. Your like makes you move at his speed in a way. Yeah, but then Luka, but then obviously. he'll speed it up and burn you yep. and absolutely roast yep. you. Obviously. He is not as good as Luca. I would never try to compare that. But the the play style is similar. Make make a the defender play to him. I've yeah. always liked that kind of player. Mm-hmm. 
So, all right, you're number two. I'm kind of stuck here because I know it's a raptor. Or at least was a raptor at some point. I'm just going to go safe and say it's Fred. Yes, sir. Okay. Steady Freddy, man. Steady the Freddy. The Drake lookalike. I mean, we just talked about him a few minutes ago. I mean, I don't really Not know what to say. say. He no. went from a corner sitter to corner sitter. a third option, a second option, and now he's absolutely leading the Toronto Raptors. Undrafted, got the bag. He has a ring to him already. Like, I mean, the sky's the limit for the kid. I love Freddie. I love what he brings. I love how clutch he is. He has a clutch gene just like Shea Gilgis Alexander, and it's just it's fun to watch him play. Don't forget that he clamped Steph Curry in the finals. That's true. He clamped him. All right. I think you know my second player, too. I don't think I do. I think it's before. I think it's is it's either cat or ant, right? Cat is not in not on the list. Wow, okay, so I'm just going to go with not, ant number 2. It is not ants. Ooh. Ant is there though. He Wait, is, hang on. Oh. Um, you know this. We've talked about it before. Oh man. I want to say Steph, but like oh, no, no, no. Nah, yeah. Uh uh, he plays um, pretty close to the border of Mexico. Really? <laughs> oh, wait. The Christian Wood? No. Oh. Did just tell you? Yeah. DeJounte Murray. Oh, dude. I knew, knew that. that. I knew That's that. That's what I'm saying. You I knew, knew that. that. I'm telling you, dude. It's so easy to forget about the Spurs, man. Absolutely. And he's the only reason I never, I never do. And the, I just love DeJounte for the defense. His his offensive game has really started to develop over the last couple of years, which has made it even better to kind of pay attention to him and to be a fan of him. But I love, like, what he brings to the floor on the defensive end. And he's just so long, right? Pause. He, he <laughs> <laughs> Good old pause. But, yeah, I just like the reasons I like D'Lo are different than the reasons I like DeJounte because they have very different games. But because D'Lo sucks at defense. Yeah, but yeah, I'm just big Dejounte Murray guy. I feel you. Hope hope he gets out of San Antonio. Yeah. Bit. All right, you're number three. I think it's DeRozan. Hey, if I shoot it, it goes in. Oh, yep. yeah, dude, DeRozan as a Raptor, so dope to watch. Could never get past LeBron in the playoffs, but went to San Antonio, still made noise, even though nobody wanted to admit it. Nobody wanted to watch the Spurs. Kind of like the same thing with the Dejounte Murray deal. He went to Chicago, GMs rated it the worst move of the offseason, and now he's playing at a legitimate MVP caliber player. And DeMar DeRozan is the reason why I shoot so many jump shots at the mid-range when I'm in the gym. And I just, I credit my decently knocked down mid-range jumpers to DeMar DeRozan. I mean, his craftiness inside the arc is insane. We talk about how he just like kind of hung around in San Antonio just to get to this point where he's on a good team and now he's just like resurrected himself. Yeah. I mean, good Lord. I don't know about you, but I didn't think he played this level. No, I mean, he's I not didn't young. I mean, and he's not supposed to be the number one guy there. He wasn't brought in to be that. So that's why I think it's even more impressive that he's like right there with Zach Levine. Yeah. As far as like playing level right now. Yeah. DeMar DeRozan. Oh, the mid range of DeMar DeRozan. So beautiful. Yeah. Okay, so I really messed up with your number two. I should have guessed DeJounte Murray. But to be honest, your three through five, I don't think I have a single clue. You said the th you said who my three was. You mentioned it earlier when you're trying to guess my two. Okay, so is it Christian Wood? No, it, there's only one big Ant? man and he's number five. Yeah, it's Ant. It's okay. Ant. I was, you know, I was telling Mac for the podcast. I was trying to think who my favorite players was because I was kind of same way three through five because I don't really think about it that much but I came down to it Ant just like because me and Mac have been sharing some old Ant interviews back and forth he's just so off the court I think he's hilarious like his personality is just awesome yeah but on the court he is just a straight bucket like I don't know if there's anybody that can like really put a clamp on him at this point maybe Kawhi healthy or probably Kawhi healthy size difference but regardless he's like, way more impressive than I thought he was going to be, and he's just enjoyable to watch. 
He's got insane bunnies, and he is a great ISO player. So I don't know. He's just awesome. Thank goodness the Timberwolves drafted him. That's all I got to say there. I mean, you hit so, uh, you hit everything. Yeah, there's nothing so, there. There's nothing there uh, on the Ant Edwards, man. Your number four. Is it is it OG? Ooh, no. Sadly, okay. OG didn't make the list. See, I thought it was a shot in the dark, but I kind of, I kind of. But like, he's he's so cl- he's so close. Are are they a raptor? Can you give me that? Maybe I, don't uh, give me that. Don't give me that. Yeah, it, it's complicated. Oh. Oh, it's Kyle. Yeah. It's Kyle. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to answer Kyle it because I'd give it away, but like. Yeah. Kyle Lowry. Yeah, I mean, he's super efficient. He leads the charge so well. He He knows when to give up if he's not having an on night offensively. And he will find the open man, and he will distribute, and he absolutely clamps on defense, even for being an undersized guard. And he just gives his 110% every time he's on the court. Yep. And like you said, he knows when to give up. That's my favorite thing about him. That's why he's probably one of my like, one of my more enjoyable guards to watch in the league because he just like knows when to stop shooting the ball. Right? He knows yeah. when he's cold. He knows when he's not on. He, and he's good at getting other people involved. So I think Kyle the Caboose is very deserving of your hmm. four spot. <laughs> yeah, and talking about your four spot. Hmm. I'll give you that it's a guard. A guard. It is a guard. Last one's a big. Number five is a big. Which conference? This guard is in the West. Ooh. Man. West guard. Is it De'Aaron Fox? It is not De'Aaron Fox. Ooh, is it Devin it Booker? A, it, no, but it is a Kentucky player. Ex-Kentucky player. Shea Gilgis-Alexander? It is Shea. Hey. Is Shea. Absolute Hey, I menace. will say, Shea has climbed my ranking very much this season. Me too. He is... Obviously, we knew he was good after his last two years in OKC, but this year, it's just, I don't know. Something's different about it. He's off his rocker. He is. Mm, he's just so good. I Every, agree. Uh, he's just he's just really good. I don't know. I don't have anything else to say about him. He's yeah, good. He's really he's really fun to watch. Honestly, he's just one yeah. of those players that is really fun to watch. I agree. Got a great handle. Shoots the ball well. Great at finishing. What else is there to say? That's true. All right, you're number five. Not gonna lie, I don't know if you'll guess it, but you'll be like, oh. Yeah, it's Jokic. No. Dang it! I don't have a guess then. Come on, you don't. Okay, Rondo, Rondo. No, that he it's he de- he's up there all time. It's definitely not Danny Green. That's that's true. Eastern um, Conference guard. Oh, Ben Simmons. No. Crap. Mm. Give you one more. Eastern Conference guard. James Harden. No. Don't have it. LaMelo Ball. Oh, dude. You're right. You're right. I knew it, dude. I knew you were going to do that when I told you. How did I not? That's the same thing as you not getting DeJounte Murray. It's just like, how do I not even say his name? Like, how do I? That didn't even cross my mind. God, I'm so stupid. But (sighs) what's there to say about LaMelo, dude? We talk about him every week. He's absolutely carrying the Hornets. I don't know. Did you forget about Gordon Hayward? I mean, like, yeah, they're like they're definitely doing good, but like Lamelo's averaging like what nineteen no, yeah. eight and eight or something like. No, yeah, I dude's average. Dude's averaging he's crazy good. numbers, and he's good at shooting. He's not bad at defense. Like he's mm-hmm. he might not be the best like locked in guard like clamp kind of guy, but he will get in the passing lanes and he will get steals for you. What's good um, for Lamelo is he's a big guard, so he if he can just define his defense a little bit he'll be he can just identify where a pass is gonna go then he's got it you know like there is no trouble to him reaching his hand out there and getting the steal so yeah Lamelo is number five and i will say 
I had to put number six here because he's so close to cracking the list. Zach Levine. Absolutely Zach love Levine. Zach Levine. Absolutely love Zach Levine. He's so good, dude. Yeah. There's no, I don't care what anybody says. There's no way anybody saw this coming from him. Like yeah, no. the, ex- the explosion he's taking, like taken since he tore his ACL is absolutely insane. I agree. Absolutely insane. Love to see it. Who he's, knew he could be such a marksman? That's I think that's what's the most impressive part, right? Because he kind of seemed like another version of DeRozan, maybe a little more athletic. But now he's just like, I don't know. The way he shoots is crazy. Like, I, I, can, I can't believe it's still. And he's been doing it for two no. years now almost. So right, you said... a big, big in the East. Big in the East? They're in the playoffs right now, by the way. It's not Joel. It is Joel. Wow. It's Joel. It is Joel. I was thinking on it, and I was like, I got to throw a I'm bit. I'm mad be surprised. I just love that he just bullies. I the figured piss your out big from the East was going to be Bam Adebayo. Eh. Eh. And just eh. Wow, dude, <laughs> Joel. I never expected you to be like a big fan of Joel. Yep. And I think it's. He's somebody that's really enjoyable to watch too now because obviously I love when big men go and just bully down low and he's got the fadeaway in the post as well. But now he's got the handles going. Like he's absolutely in, he's he's peaking almost, right? Yeah. Like healthy Joel is one of the better players in the league, and I think that's unquestionable. So Yeah. But yeah, that's that's my list. That's my five. Yeah, that's 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 my five too. Maybe next week or the week after, we'll get into all-time top five favorites. Ooh. That'd be pretty cool. But yeah, that's all I got, man. All right. Well, that's it for us this week for the Press Breaking Podcast. Hope you guys did enjoy that episode. If you did, make sure to like the podcast, favorite the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, whatever you got to do on whichever platform you're listening to. And if not, well, then... You know, I can't stop you, but I really wish you would. It does hurt. It hurts bad. But uh, go check out the socials at press underscore breaker. Shout out to our parent podcast, AYN2K. All you need to know for reaching 200 episodes. Big milestone for them. Hopefully we can get there soon. Yep. I'm not even going to try to name the number of this episode because I don't know what it is. Um, 26. 26. We're on number 26. That's cool. Four away from 30. Mm Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel like we've done even close to that. But absolutely not. Time flies when you're having fun. That's right. So we'll be back in the studio next week in the press box. And I hope you guys have a wonderful night. Hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Make sure to tune in every Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. or 8 a.m. Central. Wow, that's kind of crazy. Uh, yeah, enjoy yourself, guys. We'll see you later. <laughs>